the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to Satan's approach to us as believers in Christ, it's always one of eat, drink, take thine ease. He does have a sneaky way of putting us off guard, doesn't he? The politics of satanic ambition. That's next on Way of Grace. Judges chapter 9, we've got a new judge that comes onto the scene, one who really represents Satan quite well. The politics of satanic ambition and perversion of the emotions that this guy can actually drum up is what we're looking at in Judges chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. Abimelech, the Antichrist, they chose. Let's catch up with Pastor Jessica Stand for today's Way of Grace from Grace Bible Church in Hayward online at grace-bible.com. Is it not obvious that Abimelech is driven by self-ambition and self-promotion? Our text says, look at verse 4. And they gave him three score and ten pieces of silver out of the house of Baal Bereth. Y'all see that? Now, Baal Bereth is a pagan god that they have erected the moment that Gideon died. It is a return to Baal Peor, but Baal Bereth. In the Hebrew, the word Baal means Lord. It is a pseudo Yahweh. Bereth is our Hebrew term for covenant. They made a covenant with the devil. Now, if you make a covenant with the devil, are you ready? The lights are going off you are going to go right back into Midianitish darkness. The very darkness that I told you about as we were dealing with the Midianites being destroyed because of their rebellion against God and they started slaying every man, his neighbor. Is that what happened? And it was dark. Well, are we not about to see the same thing occur? The works of your father you will do. He was a liar from the beginning. He was a murderer and did not abide in the truth. And do we not see those indicators in Abimelech, Abimelech right now? Of course we do. We see him creating strategically a political position to take over his brethren and actually use them to destroy his father's house. How many of you guys know that we are walking towards Jerusalem right now? And that low I come in the volume of the book, it's written of me right now. How many of you guys know that? How many of you guys know that the shadow of the Old Testament is pointing to the substance of the New Testament and we are looking at the sufferings of Christ in the Antichrist system of Abimelech? Do you see it? All right. Otherwise, we're wasting our time here. And so we see this wickedness taking place on the part of a man who was actually the son of a good man. He responds with all of the uh, political machinations that I've told you about. First, the absence of God 
and then operating out of a pure political system of selfish ambition and self-promotion, defying and denying the decrees that God gave. God spoke to Gideon in such a way that when they said, we want you and your what? Sons to rule over us. You remember that? This is going back to chapter eight and we won't go there. We want you and your sons to rule over us. Do you remember what Gideon says? I nor my sons will ever rule over you. But the Lord, your God, he shall rule over you. You remember that? Now, this is amazing. This is why I opened up my commentary, not spending long, but wanting you to understand how to appreciate a good man, how to appreciate good leadership, because they don't have to be perfect. They do have to be consistent. You're going to see that all through your Bible. The only person that's perfect is Christ. And this is true whether we're dealing with political leadership, spiritual leadership, domestic leadership. Everywhere you find a good man or a good woman, you thank God for them. Because part of our doom and destruction is that we don't value good leadership. We don't listen to them. We don't regard what they say. We don't honor them. And so that vacuum gets filled up with the kind of presidents we've had for the last 40 years. And this is where we are now. So 40 years of peace and quiet and blessing under Gideon. That means 40 years of prosperity, 40 years where every man sat under his vine and under fig tree and his, his, uh, his domain was blessed by the waters of heaven and he had peace in his home and his kids grew up and they entered into their inheritance. 40 years is a long time to enjoy the blessings of God. Long time. But as is the case with humanity, because you know we're all just Uh, sinners. We will forget the Lord our God and his goodness in our life. And that's what's going on here. So something absolutely crazy occurs. Can I tell you what this is on a larger political level? This here is an individual who has been paid by the people of the city to make him king. Now he has a PR group. Now he has a PR group. Bunch of vain fellows. And they're going around doing two things, promoting Abimelech and promoting fear. I don't have time. You do the work. I know what I'm saying is true. They're vain fellows. And see, when you're vain, you don't know how to win a person with logic, reason, rationale, sound arguments objectively without pressing into them and getting them to go into overdrive in their limbic system and create a crisis and then tell them I can solve the problem, but you got to pay now. You know how the commercials are? I got this thing I want to sell you, but you got to buy it now. Ramping up your immune system, not your immune system, but your alarm system. And if you don't buy it now, you're going to lose out. Oh, by the way, if you buy it now, I got two. I got two I'll give to you. Oh, the labor of man is for his belly. And we fall into all kinds of mischief and traps through our lust. And it's easiest done in two places, politics and religion. So here we got this boy who is really a 
foreshadow of Antiochus Epiphanes, Daniel chapter 8, I'm not going to go there, but through policies of peace and craftiness, he won the people and then turned around and became their greatest nightmare. That is what we are always dealing with. Speaking lies through hypocrisy. Y'all keeping up with me? I think that Gideon, uh, when they brought that proposal to him and said, we want you and your sons to be king over us. Gideon said, no, I'm not going to be king. Gideon never lost his mind. He never once, you guys learned this, ever thought that he was worthy of being a ruler over Israel. That's why God used him so mightily. He had no problem not being elected, not being chosen, not being voted in, not being promoted. He was just fine with being used by God. So when he died, he had no title. He had no governor, had no prince, had no king, had no lord, had no, no title. But a mighty man of valor. And the biblical concept of a man, I told you this before, carries a trifecta of provision, protection, and production. And Gideon was all of that. He was all of that, a real Hebrew man, and in that order, by the way. And so, but you know what Gideon, I think, did? I think Gideon looked out over those 70 boys he had. He said, one of these boys is going to get me in trouble. (laughs) So in a preemptive strike, he said, do not let my sons rule over you. It will be your doom if you do. And the Shechemites did not listen to Gideon. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? Point number two, let's go to work. The perversion of their emotions. That's what we're getting over in verse uh, three, part B. And actually, we can start at uh, verse two, uh, part uh, C. Remember also that I am your bone and your what? What does flesh and bone have to do with right and wrong? Nothing. Nothing. And this is what you're being lied to with critical race theory right now. Open your minds. I love some of these honest hip hoppers. Ain't few of, ain't but a few of them out there. Honest hip hoppers. That's a paradox. The one or two honest hip hoppers back in the day when this foolishness of uh, wanting to make all white people bad and all black people good. You you know better. Your own experience helps you to know better than that, don't you? <laughs> Your own experience helps you to know better than that. That's right. Listen carefully to me. Some of those young brothers, I remember it was Lil Wayne said, look, man, are you kidding? I ain't never had to worry about a white cop coming up on me. It was them brothers I had to worry about all the time. (laughs) You know what he was doing? He was being honest. He was teaching that evil had nothing to do with the color of the skin. Listen! And we're constantly under this postmodern fantasy being made to believe lies to keep us divided so that we can walk in Midianite darkness and every man's sword is against each other. Because that's the Marxist agenda. The Marxist agenda is to have everybody at everybody's throats. Silicon Valley. I'll be talking about it tomorrow. Some fool 
took his girlfriend after three years out in the middle of the street, killed her and cut her head off in Silicon Valley. Right. Defund the police. You understand that? Let them all in here indiscriminately. See, when the law is slack and judgment does not go forth, it is wholly set in the hearts of the sons of men to do evil. And when the evil is done, listen carefully to me, because the rulers are wicked, so are the people. The people won't do anything about it. But live in those lawless states and then all of a sudden they're operating in the paralysis of fear too. Am I making some sense? This is where my culture is today. This is the world I live in now. Because we're afraid to obey God and walk in his laws and exalt his truth. And as my elder said, die for what's right. We're being dehumanized as we speak. There is no way that we can look at verse five and six and not think that this was an absolute crazy, demonic, maniacal expression of utter hypocrisy on the part of Abimelech. I want you to see it. I want you to see it because you have seen this atrocity throughout history over and over again. Listen to what it says. After that, he hired a bunch of vain fellows Verse five, and he went unto his father's house at opera. See it? This is the son of his father. This is the warning of scripture, is it not? The son of his father at opera and slew his brethren, the sons of Jerubbaal, being three score and 10 persons upon one stone. Notwithstanding yet Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubbaal was left for he did what? It was that portion of scripture that says, okay, Jess, don't jump over this fool. Stay right here because there's something here for us to learn. There's something here for us to learn. If there be evil in the city, has not the Lord done it? If a trumpet be blown in the city, should we not hear? Right. So there is a very clear, what we would recognize, confluence of events going on here where the wicked is trying to take out the righteous. And yet God always protects an elect. If it wasn't for that particular uh, intervention on the part of God, you and I would be lost. The first disinformationist, Lie about what God had said in Genesis 3. In the day you eat of the tree, you will surely die. I call him a disinformationist because he takes the truth and twists it. That's misinformation and then uses it the wrong way. That's disinformation and the whole of humanity collapsed under him, did it not? And if it wasn't for a God that pursues hellbound sinners to rescue us, from our agreement with hell, our agreement with it. The only reason you and I are saved this day is because God always hides one whom he will raise up to tell the truth. That's the only reason you're saved. It's called the spirit of the prophet. That's right. A false witness will perish. 
But a true witness will continue to speak. I don't care. You can kill him. He's going to rise again the third day. You can kill him over and over and over again. He's going to rise again. He's going to rise again because you cannot ultimately and permanently censor the truth. Something's going on with Abimelech, is it not? To think that he has to go down and destroy 70 of his own flesh and blood after having lied to get the kingship in the name of flesh and blood. Now, we're going to do a little psychology here. Think about this. The people up in Shechem hearing about what Abimelech and these vain persons did when they went down there in one fell swoop, destroyed the whole house of Gideon. How would that have made you feel? This is King, this is the president you just voted in. He went to a neighboring city from which you live and completely annihilated the city. How would that make you feel? Comfortable? Happy? Secure? Stable? Rested? Two things. I want to show you two things. I can, I can talk to you all day long about the nature of evil in our hearts. But see, what politics is always designed to do is to motivate your fear. It's always designed to destabilize you and get you rooted in fear. It makes sense to me. We just hired a demon, didn't we? This demon went and killed off all of his brothers, did he not? Is he not a sociopath? Is he not some kind of maniac despot that's operating out of unreal levels of insecurity? Did y'all hear what I just stated? He was totally irrational, wasn't he? Well, help me. How was he rational while he was going through with his campaigns to get you to vote for him? And now all of a sudden he's irrational. The man was always irrational. He caught you in your blindness. And in your lust, because you had abandoned biblical principles. And he got you to go in with him, right? That's the nature of scripture, and it's a warning to all of us. This is why Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10, he says, these things were written as an admonition and warning to us that we should not lust after evil things as they did. I don't think we pay any attention to those warnings. I don't think we pay attention to the warnings. And so Abimelech is a serious warning to us. Very serious warning to us. Three things under point number two so we can move on. The perversion of their emotions. Not only did he manipulate them uh, 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 and coerce them, it was done in fear. Sub point A, the fear of the enemy. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Remember what we said? As soon as Gideon died, They went back to worshiping false gods, didn't they? Look over in chapter 8, verse 33 and 34 and 35. Notice what it says. And it came to pass as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel turned again and went a whoring after Baal. Do you guys see that? Keep the word a whoring there because that's going to be our last point. I'm going to show you what happens to spiritual whores. I want you to see it. It goes all the way to the apocalypse. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. It's going to get there because, see, God always depicted himself as being the husband of Israel. Okay, and he warned in the Decalogue what would happen to the wife of the high priest who commits whoredoms against him. And so the text tells us 
and verse, uh, verse 34, and the children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God. You see that simple word, remembered not? There it is. Who had delivered them out of the hand of all their enemies on every side. How do you forget a God who has been that good to you? How do you forget a God who has delivered you from all your enemies on every side? How do you do it? Sin in the heart. The heart of man is desperately wicked. Whose heart, pastor? Yours and mine. It it follows then that if I'm going to remember the Lord, he has to help me to remember him. If I'm going to remember the Lord, he has to help me to remember him. Remember the word unto your servant, unto your slave, upon which I hope this is my comfort in all my affliction. Because your word alone gives me life. I forget God when I forget his word. And when I forget his word, the enemy can slip in. And the enemy will slip in easily, just as easy as those lipid nanoparticles. Just as easy as lipid nanoparticles and lodge itself up against my thinking and feeling because I'm more like a devil than I am like God when God is not ruling on my heart. You, pastor, you too. You too. You too. See, and this is the mystery of Genesis 3, and this is the mystery of of, uh, Judges chapter 9. If you're reading the narrative and you're not reading it with a larger biblical worldview, what's absent in the narrative is God. God's not in the narrative. He's not in the conversation of Abimelech. He's not in the conversation of the politician. He's not in the conversation of the Shechemites. Are y'all hearing me? And whenever God's not in the conversation, the lights are off. That's what's going on in your text, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care how good you may feel as he is stroking you and making you uh, secure in his promises. When God's not present, there is no security. And therefore, uh, fear emerges. When you and I are given to worshiping false gods, you and I are engaging in the promotion of our own fear. Do you believe that? Look at what it goes on to say in verse 35. Neither show they kindness to the house of Jerubbaal, namely Gideon, according to all the goodness which he had showed unto them. Now you have your context for chapter nine, don't you? Now you see why chapter nine opens up the way it does. Because the author lets you know beforehand that the people of God had completely rejected the blessings that came to them from God through the life of Gideon. Now, all of a sudden, Gideon's son wakes up and the next thing you know, by Gideon's son are Gideon's sons destroyed in a uh, massacre. Hard to believe. So under point number two, the perversion of their emotions will lead to three things. It's very clear. Fear of the enemy. Secondly, faithlessness toward God. Is that true? Right. I could argue this, but this is clearly seen by the idolatry that they're engaging in. There's always consequences for your idolatry, child of God. But thirdly, now we are looking at what I call a family what? You see it? Family feud. Family feud. The Midianites were in a family feud. When Gideon blew the trumpet, broke the lights, they went into darkness and into a family feud. And I warned you that Jesus warned about that, too where the gospel is rejected 
men and women will go into a family feud. Isn't that what Jesus said? I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Isn't that what he said? Right. There will be a division between mother and father and sister and brother and husband and wife, etc., etc., etc. And Jesus was not pulling that out of thin air. He got that out of the book of Micah, chapter seven, verses one through seven. Listen to the language. Micah seven, one through seven. Now, the reason why we're driving these principles home is because most of us, we, we assert ourselves to be Christian families. And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.